0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We hear once again the words of Jesus, taken from Matthew 23, verse 37. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you... We're not willing. Jesus said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, to which I add, O apostles, apostles. It's report card time. End of a school year. Our apostles' school ended last week. Assessments have been made. Abilities and actions judged. For some, probably a scary time. But for others, a time to hear good job. You worked really hard. We're so proud of you. You've been faithful. It's report card time at Apostles. As the school year ends, so many of the children's activities come to an end, or even activities for the adults. It's report card time for me, the end of my ministry. I imagine different people would have various assessments of my ministry over the 20 years. Some may say something about it. Others might just smile and think, well, he's going to be gone soon to Nebraska. (laughs) But the one I'm most concerned about is what would Jesus give me and you as our individual or our group report cards? Picture that is here, and some of you may be able to see it, and some not. But it's one of my all-time favorites. It's a picture of, of Jesus sitting on the Mount of Olives, and the uh, the title underneath it says, "Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem," and it has uh, the uh, Matthew twenty-three thirty-seven. Having visited the Holy Land a number of years ago, thanks to a member of apostles. We visited the Mount of Olives, of course, that's overlooking Jerusalem. And actually, if you want to visualize how tall it is, it's about like the the foothills around us. Much, much the same. So the relationship, to me, was just remarkable. As we walked up the Mount of Olives and, and looked back and could see Jerusalem down below us. It was really neat. So when I saw this picture, I mean, I could just visualize Jesus sitting where we had walked and experience that. So then I said, boy, dear, someday I'd sure like to have that picture. Although the price tag is a little steep there, I'd sure like to have that picture. So I got that, that picture. So it's hung in my office for all the years, and um, it'll hang someplace in Nebraska also. Matthew records Jesus' report card for Jerusalem. First of all, what's the timetable for the assessment? It's not at the end of the school year, but it is just about at the end of Jesus' life. And he would not be getting something at a graduation service, but he'd be crucified on a cross. Or the timetable or the lesson plans that Jesus had. Jesus sums up his attempts throughout his ministry to call the people, his people, his special people, the people of Israel, to him and and to follow the plan and uses the example of the city of Jerusalem, the holy city, as uh, a uh, representation and he uses a very familiar agricultural picture. And he says this. He says, How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, right? As if that's the, the, the mother, if you will. And, and the people of Jerusalem and the people of Israel are the children. And Jesus came, and the purpose was to gather them together. familiar picture to those people, at least maybe to some of you who live over by the foothills, is a hawk flying around. And you know what that hawk's doing, right? Looking for supper. And if it sees a little chick going along, defenseless obviously, dives for it. Well, God has put into uh, animals, chicks for example, the instinctive response when danger is there to run to the mother hen and climb under her wings. So this picture of, of protection, of safety under the wings. And we heard that in the, our psalm reading. And the Holy Spirit also inspired that same picture to be put in several different places, the Bible, so that they were familiar with this terminology, the people and his disciples. Well, Satan in each person's sinful nature wants to gobble up, if you will, the Christian part and Christian faith in each of us and in the people of Jesus' day. But when that happens, Jesus says, flee to me. Open up the lesson plans. Look at my word. Read it. Memorize it. It provides safety. It provides security, like the wings of of a hen. And put it into practice every day of your life. Port card time. But what's the grading system? What is Jesus' grading system? Oh, it's really, really tough. If you thought you had some teacher or some boss that was really, really tough and really strict and really particular, it's nothing compared to Jesus. He grades every aspect of your life. Every action or lack of action. Every word spoken or time of silence. Even judges are every single thought. Good or bad, useful or wasted. You know, no grading on the old curve here. No seventh grade cute little smiles to try to get out of some activity, some works, some uh, lesson that they were supposed to do for me. 100% or complete failure. Miss one thing, one time in your life, and you get an F or or a zero. And out of that, you earn eternal punishment. And it's not that Jesus is mean or wicked. This was and is and always will be God's grading system. Perfection. Okay, okay, I I know know that you understand there's more to the grading system than that. Yes, Jesus came, right, and was graded, right? Uh, He was human just like us, and and he was graded every one of his words, right, or silence, every one of his actions or lack of action, all those kind of things, just, just like us. You know, God's not just picking on us. That's his system for Jesus. But Jesus, he did it perfectly, 100% all the time. And then the most remarkable thing happened. Okay, maybe you might think a little bit unfair, but on Jesus' report card, if you will, right, he scratches out Jesus' name and puts your name in mine. And guess who gets our report card? Jesus, you know now if I would, you know, just accidentally make that mistake in my seventh grade catechism class, and those kids that got a hundred percent of all the quizzes, and there are kids, there are, are some of the students who do that, and I gave them the old F. I'll bet their parents would be beating at my door pretty fast, even if I was in Nebraska. <laughs> That's unfair. You can't do that. My child deserved. Well, yes, you uh, did. But see, that's God's plan of salvation. Remarkable, unfair, baby, in our eyes, truly, uh, seemingly unfair to Jesus, but that's his plan. That's what he came to do, and that's what he did. And he did it so that he could offer that forgiveness, that report card to every single person that will ever live. See, that's God's plan of rescuing His sinful chicks by having them run underneath the wings of Jesus, if you will, wings that would soon be nailed to a cross to pay for the sins of everyone. And Jesus did that. Well, applying this grading system, what did Jesus see for the see in and, and give a grade to the leaders in? Jerusalem. Well, there were a few prominent leaders. Oh, sinful indeed, that the Holy Spirit touched their hearts. And they came to, to know Jesus and believe in Jesus and turned their sins over to Jesus. They trusted him. Now, it didn't mean that they weren't a little mixed up from time to time about what's going on. Our Savior, this wonderful man, why are people mean? Why are they persecuting him? Why is he arrested? Crucified? But yet they believed. Yet they trusted. I mean, they tried to defend him somewhat, it would seem. But they ended up, at least a few of them, taking him down from the cross. Even buried them in one of their tombs. They wept. And they mourned, but they still believed. And they had the opportunity to see Jesus come alive, raised on that third day. Some may have seen him ascend into heaven. Some may have been in an upper room on, on Pentecost, right? When the Holy Spirit came, and maybe they were given gifts, special gifts for them to use. And God gave them a purpose in their life. And when they died in faith, then, no matter what the reason was, whether they died from persecution, which a number of them undoubtedly did, or from some accident, or from old age, Jesus saw them in heaven. But sadly, that was only a few. A small minority of leaders. To the rest... Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. And tragically, that's the history of God's people. Throughout the Old Testament, again and again, the, the leaders, the political leaders and the spiritual leaders would turn away from the true God to some idol or to the following their supposed wisdom. But God still loved them. And God sent prophet after prophet to speak his words, to call them to repentance, to call them back to that protection that he wanted to give them under his wings. But they wouldn't. They actually killed the messengers because of the message. And the ones they didn't kill... They stoned, they beat up, they imprisoned, they mocked. So that tragically, very, very few ever listened to what God had to say to them and his love and forgiveness that he offered them. And we see that going on at the time of Jesus, a time where most of us are more familiar with. Who are the ones that gave Jesus the most trouble? Who hassled him? Who tried to trick him day in and day out to say something wrong, to do something wrong so he could get in trouble? It was the Jewish leaders. Who's the one that talked the people into yelling, crucify him, crucify him, and then got him crucified? The Jewish leaders. How sad. The Jewish leaders, obviously, then, were not led by Jesus, but led by Satan. They hid under the wings of Satan and would spend an eternity with him. How sad. How tragic. But how true. How about Jesus' report card for, the, for Jerusalem, the grades for the people? Again, there are a few that Jesus recognized the trying times that they would be going through. But it sent that Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit who brought this few, this, this group of people who believed, brought him to faith, to strengthen their faith, to enable them to make it through the difficult and hard times. He saw that they indeed were given that perfect report card that he had earned. And he saw that he would take their sins, every one of their sins, and pay for them. He saw them as part of the Holy Christian Church here on earth, whose role would be to share this wonderful news of a gospel, of the Savior Jesus Christ, with a world that's dying. And he saw them a part of the Holy Christian Church in heaven. That was only a few. The great for the rest, you were not willing. They followed their sinful, unbelieving leaders. And if they continued to do that until they died, they would be eternally lost. And Jesus wept over them. I mean, He lived and died for each one of them, He called them again and again to come under His protecting wings. But they were not willing. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. So how about Jesus' report card for apostles? Lesson plans, timetable? The same? Different? I'd say the same, right? At least uh, there are similarities. How often I have longed to gather your children together. As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. See, every day of Jesus' ministry, he sought to gather the children, gather gather the people of Jerusalem and all of Israel under his protecting wings. Called them to believe in him. He told them who he was and why he came and what he was going to do for them. He told them how the end would come and all those things. He invited them. the same way he invites each of us every day. The grading system, same or different? It's the same, right? There, there's no difference. Absolutely no grading on the curve. No saying, well, yeah, I know I'm not good, but well, at least I'm better than that person. Doesn't doesn't fly at all with Jesus and God's plan. So... If you will, with me, visualize Jesus today sitting on the hills, looking down at this part of San Jose, but specifically looking at apostles and thinking about us. Thinking about, first of all, that He listens to every word that we say, He hears everything, He watches everything even monitors our thoughts. Grades, 100%, perfect or failure? So what would be the grades of progress report for the leaders? Would it be the same or different? We need to be a little careful here because our situation is not exactly the same as Jesus' situation, and the leaders are different. Virtually all the leaders in Israel... Um, political, except for the Romans, of course, the political and religious, they, they were all part of God's, God's special system, his religious system, his ceremonial system, the part that God planned. He had it all planned out, right? And they were still a part of that plan, even though they didn't follow that plan very well. Our society is different than that. You know? Our political and various things are different than they are. And maybe more importantly, we can't read hearts and minds like Jesus can. Right? And we don't know the future. We don't know when the future is going to come that we heard about in a gospel reading. It sounded like it was going to come at that time. And believers of all times, that it's going to come. We know it's coming, it's coming soon, but when? And we don't know when a person is going to die. Jesus knows all those things. But we do know a little bit about Satan, unfortunately, from experience and from Scripture. And most likely, Satan works on us and our sinful nature just like he did the leaders and the people there. And wants us to be uh, as wicked and as evil as the most wicked Jewish leader who spit Jesus in the face. So that in mind, what about the grades of progress? Um, Report for the apostles' leaders. Same or different. Now, at least what encouragements or warnings are seen through the eyes of Pastor Cronenbush, who, of course, is not Jesus. Let's look at a few. Be careful, leaders. and Remember that you are not Jesus either. And the importance of being open to the God-pleasing people and advice of those that God has put around you. Remember, Jesus came to serve. And he said his leaders were also to serve others. First and foremost, take on the role of a servant. My encouragement is respect the history of apostles and the things that God has done through the leaders in the past. Not that they're perfect, but try to understand why it was done that way. So if new and different things are are developed, they're done with foresight and what's happened in the past also. Be careful, leaders, not to kill the spiritual enthusiasm of the people uh, just because they may have a different idea And don't always agree with your idea. Be careful that you don't stone their efforts. And make every effort to have these words not fit you. Apostles, apostles, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. My assessment of Jesus' grading system, or at least my encouragements and warnings for the rest of the leaders. Well, Pastor Kay's memories of the rest of the leadership has to begin back at the Apostles Preschool and Child Care Center in Almond Valley. Five tough yet incredible years. And when I think about those years, I think about the people who served there. And I applaud the, the Sharon and Joel Naumans, the John and Nancy Gosses, the Gary Pluckens, the Evers and the Natwicks, the Betsy Bakers and Janet Burkharts. I remember them, and I remember their efforts and their love for those children that were there and how inspiring that was. And I'll always be thankful for the, to God for those leaders who walked with me in the various children's ministries um, over these more than 20 years. You know, the Sally Larson's and, and Betty Weinrich's, the Catherine Albrecht's, the Patty Johnstons and Shirley St. Piles, the Laurie's, LaBeouf and Metals, and, and so many more. that were such a huge part of the efforts that we were making and we have made in touching of lives. Um, so many more also banded together amazing people, and just part of, of the marvelous plan that God has to bring the message of Jesus to children, some of which may have never heard about Jesus. Others that need their faith strengthened need to know of a Jesus who loves them and forgives them and welcomes them back and, yes, wants to protect them under his wings. And most importantly... Those who have led in these areas so that these children, hundreds and maybe thousands of them, may be eternally found in heaven. For all of you leaders, I I thank God and Jesus thanks God also for you. Grades for the people, same or different? Again, from Pastor Cronibish's perspective. How can I thank the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who've answered the call to my poor clipboard (laughs) and took the opportunities that were presented to be involved and help and do a part, big part, small part, some part, in the amazing ministries that this congregation has done since its beginning. And continues to do to this day. Um, I'm sure that there are a few or more of our apostles' people that haven't been overly thrilled or impressed by Pastor wishes, sermons or teachings or maybe children's programs, and that's understandable because uh, I didn't always have the best Ideas and my ways uh, may not be your ways. Um, To you, if you're here, I really encourage you to get behind the children's ministry efforts that are going on now and the ones that will be coming. Get behind the the new preaching or new programs, uh, especially the outreach programs. Support them. Work with them. Um, Ask God to bless them So that, you know, you look back and say, well, we sure have accomplished a lot since that Pastor Cronenbush left, haven't we? And to those who have enjoyed Pastor Cronenbush's preaching and, and teaching and have enjoyed working in the children's ministry programs and the other programs we've been involved with, my encouragement is the best way that you can thank God is to get behind the children's ministry programs that we are doing now and will be doing. Get behind and support the teaching and preaching efforts, especially uh, the new efforts to reach out to other cultures. Because in the end, it's all about Jesus, not us. It's about sharing a Jesus who loves every single soul and lived and died for every single soul. And the opportunity and the privilege we have as individuals and as a church to carry out those missions. Then it can be said, and Jesus will say about apostles, you were willing. To be perfectly honest, this saying goodbye for over a year is really starting to hang out. And it's really not necessary, right? Um, for us as believers, no matter where we are or how far apart we are, it, it's never goodbye, right? It's always, we'll see you later. Now, maybe you'll see me later if you get one of these little cards. that has our address on there. Um, at 3345 Gregory Street, Lincoln, Nebraska, zip code 68521. But if not, we'll see each other in heaven, right? That grand reunion of all believers. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, do you think what a a thrill it'd be to get to see, you know, the Roy Wilsons and the Jan Zebers of apostles again? You know, those Christians in your life that have been so near and dear to you, who have died, they're waiting for us. They're, They're already. What a joyous reunion it's going to be. And we can be absolutely sure that we will be there. It's not because of anything that you or I have done. It's because of what that one sitting on the hill looking at Jerusalem has done. My hope and my prayer that amongst the things that he will say because of what he has seen is this. Well done, Pastor K, my good and faithful servant. And to you, well done, my good and faithful servants of apostles. Amen.